Hey guys, welcome back. This is Rosa. Um, first off, I just want to let you guys know um, that I did choose a name for the podcast. It's going to be called uh, Mother Hustler. I put up a poll on uh, Instagram and it was either Mother Hustler, A Life of a Madre, Not Your Average Mom, and I had another one, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, no. So, Mother Hustler, that's my mother, not your average mom. Oh, a mother who inspires. Um, and out of all those four, um, Mother Hustler won. So, um, I'm going to now be calling this podcast Mother Hustler. And um, I want to thank everybody that voted on my IG. Um, I also want to thank everybody that has listened to my first podcast. Um, I did receive some good feedback uh, about it. A lot of people were excited. A lot of people were like, oh my God, you're gonna inspire so many so many women, so many moms. And um, this is the whole idea of this podcast was to share my story just to inspire other mothers, um, you know, to, to go out and um, achieve their goals um, if they need uh, maybe guidance on doing something like going to college or starting school again. Um, or any guidance that I think it's um, important that any mother should know, that's what I'm here to share. Uh, I was also thinking about how I'm going to set this podcast up. So the first beginning, maybe maybe three, uh, maybe four episodes will be about you know me, my life, my background, um, a little bit more information instead of it being all you know com- uh, piled into one. It'll be more information about my my background, me, um, how I am now, and then I'm going to start bringing guests in. So I'm also going to put up a poll on um, both my IG and on mother.hustlerig to see uh, who my first guest should be, which I already have an idea who it should be, um, but there are going to be moms um, also that are out there uh, setting their goals um and just if if you have any questions when I tell you guys who's going to be on um, the podcast you guys could you know send them to me dm them to me um that way I could ask you know the question to the certain person I'm going to be interviewing I think just because it will not only give you a perspective of my um story but also other mothers and what they're doing um and it's, it's, to me, it's just really exciting because I, I just, like I told you guys, I pictured this and I was like, I, I got to do it. And it took me a while to actually do the first episode. And now that I'm, do, I'm on to my second one, this is my second one, I feel like, okay, we're getting the momentum here going. So I'm just very excited uh, to get this whole project of mine started. Um, there's going to be more stuff to come. So Let's dig into today's topic. Um, so today I'm going to talk about my parents and me becoming a teenage mother at 19. So I told you guys a little bit about my mom um, in the last podcast. Um, you know, she she was also born, born in Mexico. Um, my grandparents, which are, you know, her mom and dad, they had eight children. My mom's the fifth, I believe, out of the eight. Um, and... It's six women and two men. Um, 
most of the women are, are over here in um, the United States. Um, yes, sorry, it's my baby. <laughs> most of the uh, girls are here in the United States. The others, um, yes, it's cute. Not most of them, but all of the all the girls are here in the United States. Um, the boys are still in Mexico. Um, so when my mom came over here, go show Tizi. Sorry, my son. Um, showing me an Elmo tattoo. Okay, so when my mom came over here, she lived with my grandparents. Obviously, my grandparents were a big um, support system for her when she had me. Uh, so I grew up with my, my grandparents. I grew up being in the field with my grandpa. My grandpa um, used to plant uh, citrus trees uh, in Yuma, Arizona. So you, well, I would find myself always um, with him, either in a tractor, uh, with my other cousins um, planting trees. Uh, so most of my childhood was spent in Yuma with him, or with them, I should say. Um, my mom did continue on to go to school in some college, I believe, in Arizona. But then after we moved to um, Bullhead, she did get a job at a casino. She started as a housekeeper. And then she moved her way up. And um, for over 20 years, maybe more, no, it has to be plus 20 years, uh, she has worked in the casino industry as a blackjack dealer. She did... Um, recently um, have some surgeries, <clears throat> recently have some surgeries because of the repetitive motion. It did, um, it does injure your hands. Her, so her hands got injured. Um, so she's been in disability right now because, because of that. So just to summarize my mom a little bit, as you can see, she's also someone that's ambitious uh, because starting as a, a housekeeper cleaning uh, hotel rooms in um, Laughlin, Nevada because we lived in Bullhead um, <clears throat> she moved up and she became a blackjack dealer um, and like I said I've been doing that for 20 plus years um, yeah okay um, in regards to my dad um, I used to get very emotional when I wanted to talk about him, just because I didn't meet him until I was I didn't meet him until I was fifteen, and um, from my mom, my mom had told me is that when I was born in Mexico, my dad just lived, I guess, down the street. Um, he never cared to come see me, nothing like that. Um, so when I was like in my teenage years, when I was being rebellious, I told my mom, you know, I want to meet my dad. Like, what the hell? You know, he's not going to look for me. Fine. Let me look for him. So my mom did, um, get in contact with her. Ironically, he also lives here in California. Um, so he's also from Mexico. He lives here in California. He does work ironically also in higher education. Um, so when I met him, I did have all these questions for him, um, but they didn't all come out like right when I wanted them, if that makes sense. Uh, when I was 15, we met up at a restaurant and we talked here and there. 
but that was it. It wasn't really until I had my son and he met my son that I um, decided just to cut ties with him because I don't want to talk bad about him, you know, because he is my dad, but I was just not in agreement with some of the choices that he had made. Um, and when I was going to therapy, and when I was going to therapy, my therapist told me, you know, you need to um, close this chapter. So write a letter, explain, you know, I think I explained or I asked him questions like, where were you? Why didn't you come look for me? Um, are you embarrassed? Like, you know, I asked him all of that. And at the end, I told him, you know, I don't want to have a relationship with you because you're in and out of my life. Um, you're going to be in and out of my kids' lives. And I don't want that. I want um, a grandpa for my kids or a grandfather, whatever, that it's going to be there for my kids regardless. You know, they're, he's not going to question them. I'm not going to be able to, I'm not going to question you. Um, but how things unfolded with me and him, I just didn't feel that vibe. I also remember um, consulting um a priest about it you know I was like oh my god I feel bad because I know you're supposed to honor your mother your father or whatever because I am not a religious person but I do I do have faith in you know the higher power of god or whatever um so I even told you know the the priest you know I feel bad because I don't want nothing to do with him I just wanted to meet him for me I think I just wanted to meet him be like oh okay that's my dad all right and you know move on because I felt that if I let him be in my life, um, it was just going to keep opening up that wound that I had already kind of, for me, kind of healed. So I wrote him a letter and I told him, you know, um, all those questions. Of course, I didn't receive anything back. And I told him at the end, you know, if something were to ever happen to you where you got cancer, you died or something like that, I'll be there, you know, because I am your daughter, regardless, you know, you're my father. Um, so I told him, I'll be there. Just let me know. That was over 13 years ago, I believe. Um, and, since he's, and since he's in higher education and I'm in higher education, I have came across um, someone, maybe, yeah, someone. <laughs> I'm not going to say who, but a person. I have came across a person that knows him, and he was, like, thrown off when I did question him that if he knew that person. And he's like, yeah, why? And I'm like, oh, I'm his daughter. And it blew his mind. <laughs> and I'm not saying it just to be rude or mean or nothing like that, but I'm at least giving him that acknowledgement that he, he is my dad, you know, whatever. So I don't really know much about my dad, just that he was born in Mexico and that he works in higher education now. I know that I do have other brothers and sisters. I do have other brothers and sisters. Um, I did talk to my Hi. sister for a little bit. Um, but we lost contact. Um, yes, yes. Here. But we lost contact. And um, here, take it to brother. Um, I don't talk to my my other brothers. I think the youngest one is maybe 15, 16. I'm not sure. Um, that's a little bit about, you know, where I'm from. I did, however... I wanted to say that I took um, an ancestry DNA test 
which I'm waiting for the results. Um, so I will be doing a podcast on that once I get the results because I think it's going to be very interesting um, since I'm born in Mexico and I have family in Mexico, like how um, that's going to unravel. I know my great-grandpa was from Spain. He was this handsome white guy with green eyes and so I'm just really excited to go <laughs> to open my results and hopefully um on my ne- next podcast I don't know if it'll be the next one is I don't know how long it would be because this has I've been waiting for the results now for over two months so as soon as I get the results I'll make a podcast about it and find out and tell you guys what I find out um so anyways that's that part of my family um my mom and dad Oh, another thing I want to say. Um, I don't know if anybody knows who Tony Robbins is, but um, I've been really getting into him lately because I did the comeback challenge on Facebook with him. Well, not with him, but with like a bajillion of people. Um, and I watched I Am Not Your Guru. And ironically, right when it begins, there's this girl that also has um, father issues. And... I'm, I'm trying to be the type of person that doesn't get offended when people tell me the truth, although other people tell me that I can't take the truth, but I'm trying not to be like that because um, everybody has their own truths, I guess. But when I was watching that um, part where the girl was saying um, that she had father issues or whatever, I remember Tony Robbins telling her, you know, if you're going to blame anybody, um, because you're the way you are or whatever, you better blame them for all the good that you are as well. Um, and it's true. You know, I I might have not had a father growing up. I might have not had that father-daughter relationship or that father-daughter love or whatever. Um, but I think it has brought me to who I am now. Um, and I think it's also... It's also put in perspective that I don't want my kids to go through what I went through. You know, I don't want my kids not to have a father, although they do, my husband, um, which will probably be another podcast (laughs) because my husband has, um, we have been together now for, I think it's going to be 17 years, but we have gone through a lot of stuff and um, I know that if anything were to happen between us, my kids would still have a father, if, if, if that makes sense. Um, so I did want to take the time, going back to Tony Robbins, to thank my dad for all the bad that he did do. Because, like I said, it, it has turned me into an, a person where I now think about, you know, I have a daughter. And I think about the things that she, that she gets to experience now, you know. Um, by the way, I don't think I've said this, but I have three kids. (laughs) My son is about to be 15. My daughter is 10. And then I have my little baby, which just turned two. Um, so it's, uh, my son's name is Camilo. My daughter's name is Josie. And my son, the baby is Joaquin. And then I'll talk more in detail later about them. But, um, I just wanted to say, um, that when Tony Robbins said that, I'm like, 
I didn't think about it until he pointed it out. Like, if you're going to blame them for all the bad they did, you better blame them for all the good that you are. And that is so true that when he was saying it, I was like, not, whatever. But then as he was, like, talking to her and she was, uh, even though our scenarios aren't the same, like, her dad had drug issues, the girl on I'm Not a Guru, guru. Um, but still, her dad was never there, you know. So when he said that, I didn't like it at first, but then at the end, when they were done, I was like, you know what? He's right. Because I probably wouldn't be where I'm at today. I wouldn't have gone to school. I wouldn't have um, done things that I'm proud of. Um, And it probably would have been a different story if my dad was in in my life, you know? So I just wanted to say that part. And that's just a little bit of my mom my dad and um okay so the next topic I'm gonna talk about is becoming a teenage mother um I I went through a lot with my first son um my first baby my first child whatever just because I was so young and naive um and I didn't know what the hell I was doing most of the time. I was just winging it a lot. <laughs> um, so when I graduated, um, like I said, I graduated from a continuation school. I graduated a year late. Um, but hey, I graduated. And I graduated with honors. I was the first, um, I think first or only student in um, that continuation school that had received a superintendent award. <laughs> Um, so uh, looking back now, I'm like, damn, I, I, I not only got, um, caught up with my credits, but also graduated with all these awards, which was crazy. Um, because I never thought I was even going to graduate to begin with. So I graduated with the superintendent award. Um, I remember our graduation was held at a, a baseball stadium and it, we were the last class to graduate there ever. Cause now they have all the graduations at their own, um, at their own schools. So I remember being the only one there pregnant, walking, looking at everybody else, and I'm like, excuse my language, fuck, what the hell am I gonna do now? I'm pregnant, I just graduated. Um, you know, it it was a scary moment. And it was scarier because my mom thought that I was gonna go through the same things that she went through, you know. Um, my dad left her, she had to basically um, raised me by herself uh, with the help, you know, of my grandparents. So I guess everything that, with everything that had happened in her life and everything that she was telling me, like, I was scared. I was so scared. But I'm so happy that um, even though now that I look back and look at the crap I went through, um, I can say I'm happy and proud that my husband who is the father of my kids, never left me because then I would have probably brought up something different and I probably wouldn't be where I'm at today. Um, so when I had my son, um, it was a lot of trial and error. <laughs> a lot of trial and error. Um, I had family helping me and that's that's one thing that, um, that I know for sure helped me is the family support I had. Uh, for instance, right after high school, um, after I had my son, 
maybe a couple, a year or two later. I don't remember how old he was. No, you know what? It wasn't even an old, a year or two later because he went to daycare at, I believe, 10 months. I put him in um, early Head Start. They have a program. They had a program by my house that it was an early Head Start. He could start at 10 months, even younger, I believe. And um, it was all day. It was from 8 in the morning to 5 in the afternoon. No, 8 in the morning to 3 or 2 in the afternoon. So I went to work with my aunt as a dental assistant. And she basically took me under her wing. I learned everything with, um, I learned everything that had to be, or that had to deal with dental assisting. I would work in the front, I would work in the back, in the front, I would answer phones, greet patients, uh, people that came in. Um, then I moved my way to the back and I took x-rays. I was a dental assistant assisting the doctor in the back. Mind you, I didn't go to school for this. It was probably legal, but back then, I mean, it, they gave me a job, and they knew, you know. Um, so I was a dental assistant. My son was going to date to Head Start. I remember I would have to ask random people from my family. Luckily, luckily enough, I had a, I have a huge family, like all Mexicans do, and we all lived close to each other. So luckily, if my husband couldn't get um, our son, my aunt would, my mom would, my sister would, my brother would. I remember my brother, no, I remember my sister would always watch um, my son and my son would always be with my mom. Cause at this time my mom also got into real estate, which I forgot to mention. So she would always have my son with her while I was at work. And I'm just saying this and giving you guys a little glimpse just so that you know how hard it was to um, how can I say, to, I don't want to say maneuver, but to, it was really, uh, I struggled a lot, because my son was with somebody at, after, after daycare, then, I, then if he wasn't with my mom, he was with my aunt, he wasn't with my aunt, he was with my sister, he was just, like, everywhere after his daycare, um, and I was at work, I had to work, you know, I, I was learning how to become a dental assistant, I was trying to, at least, have that, that way I could have some sort of income. Um, and then throughout the time my son was a baby, this throughout the time that my mom kicked me out of her house because we got into a, a, a huge argument. And this is around the time that, you know, I became homeless. Uh, me and my husband just had one car. Um, so a lot of things happened with my first son that, I I hate that it happened, like some stuff like that, like the fact that I was homeless. But then again, I think if that wasn't, if that didn't happen, I wouldn't have got, my husband and I wouldn't have got an apartment, you know, we wouldn't have got another place to live. Because before we got the house, I know I kind of zoomed in through the last um, podcast, but before we got that, before we got our house, we were living, leaving, living, I can't even talk right now in some apartments, um, and this is the time where my husband would get up early in the morning and he was working construction. And I was working dental assisting and then my son was going to daycare. So we did have an apartment. We did live um, just the three of us alone for a couple months um, until we moved into my aunt's house. Um, my aunt uh, had a house where my grandparents lived and we used to live with my grandparents. 
that's so crazy now that I'm talking about that because my grandparents raised me <laughs> but we went to live with my grandparents and then um we were renting a one room and then that's when I got pregnant with my daughter and that's when we we're like we need a we need to buy a house or do something and then that's when the market around that time the market had had hit and everything and the houses and everything went went low they went down on price so when we purchased our home we purchased it at a good price um and i think everything that happened when i was a teenage parent a teenage mom built up to where i am at now um it it was really hard i struggled a lot um but like i said if you have a support system like i had my family if i wouldn't have my family as a support system i don't think it would have played out that way because a lot of people think um well i don't know if a lot of people think but i'm just saying i think that if i didn't have that support system if it was just me by myself i probably would have done things a lot differently and probably still would be stuck working as a dental assistant. I probably wouldn't be going back to school. Which I'm talk about going back to school at another podcast as well because that was that was a big thing. Um so I know my son also you know struggled with missing us or spending time with us. He was just in my mom because I had to work and my husband had to work. But just to, I just wanted to tell you guys the story of me being a teenage parent right after graduating high school. Because like I said, I didn't have a direction. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go. Luckily, like I said, I had my aunt that was that took me, you know, to where she would work at. And I started working as a dental assistant in the front and then worked my way into the back. And I worked as a dental assistant, even after, even after, um, when we, when me and my husband got our apartment, I worked as a dental assistant. I was a dental assistant for almost six to seven years, um, before, you know, the economy hit and then, um, we got our house and then I got pregnant with my daughter. And then that's when my sister was like, you need to go back to school. And I'm not the kind of person that's like, oh my God, I love school. Like who, who does, who, who would say that? Who says that they love school? Only a nerd you know? <laughs> or a smart person, you know? And there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. But school's not for everyone. And um, at times I hate it. Like now that I'm going back for my master's, I'm like, oh my God, here we go again. Let's start all over. But for me, in order to go where I want to go um, in higher education, I have to have a master's degree um so I like school I just don't love it if if that makes sense (laughs) um but I just you know wanted to come on here for my second episode and talk about my parents and um talk about me being a teenage mother and saying that um that struggle of being a teenage mom um, not only brought me to where I'm today, but it also kind of molded me into a direction where now that I'm a mom of three, 
um, my other two, uh, my, my first, my firstborn, my baby, my, when I was a teenager, he might not had not had have a lot of time with me because I was working and doing other things. Um, but my other two, you know, I learned to give them my time. Um, I didn't work. I guess I didn't work for the other two for a while because my daughter, when she was born, I stood with her as well until she, I put her in preschool. And then that's when I went back to school. And then my son, my baby, um, I had gotten laid off because of the jobs that I was doing, that I was doing at the um, community college, the higher education were temporary. So I was off for like a year and a half maybe more with him. So I learned that my struggles and my um, the things I went through with my firstborn not being there for him, I learned that it's very important if you can, you know, have um, spend time with your kids um, when they're born, obviously, and as much as you can. Like now that I'm here at working from home, because I'm still working with the higher education. It's just everything's done from home because due to COVID, um, I get to spend more time with them and they see that. Um, and I think it's very important that we set set, our ta- set out time for our kids, um, just, you know, to catch up in general. And so they could see... I don't know if it's a different side of you, but they could see like, um, oh, I could talk to mom about this or I could, or I could come to mom or dad if I have an issue or a problem. It's just more con- connection with them, I believe, um, which I'm very, very, very blessed to have, to be able to have to work from home right now and still be here with them because I know some people aren't as blessed, you know, they have to still go to work, still take the kids to daycare or wherever to the babysitters and then they still have to go to work even throughout this whole pandemic um which it just blows my mind (sighs) but this is my second episode I just wanted to um just talk about my parents and me being a teenage mother for a little bit and to tell you guys thank you for tuning in and to continue to tune in and just to tell you guys the name of the podcast, which is Mother Hustler. I did make an IG, which is M-O-T-H-A dot Hustler. And then, of course, my IG is Yahaira, which is Y-A-H-A-I-R-A underscore 38. Go ahead and follow me there. I will be putting up a poll for the next episode. Um, and then I'll also put, a poll, put up a poll for um, my guests, any guests that you guys would like to see on the podcast because uh, working in higher education, I do have access to a lot of um, successful people, but I also have friends from the Morning Hustlers and then my family in general, because like I told you earlier, my uh, mom has nothing but sisters and um, there is some smart, intelligent, successful woman (laughs) in our family that um you know have gone through maybe worse than what I've gone through but but just in general like just any guests that you guys would want to see not see here um and hear their story 
just so you guys could get a little glimpse of where this podcast would be heading. Um, because like I said, I want it to be for mothers, but you know, woman empowerment. Um, and just to give you guys my story to inspire you to do whatever you want to call or you call successful or even to achieve your goals. So once again, thank you for tuning in. I'll see you guys next Friday for episode three. Um, I'll be putting up the topic that I'll be talking about. Um, and it was nice to talk to you guys. Oh, here comes my baby. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.